Spring deals at Ross will have you saying, it's a yes for me. Say yes to trending looks like tube tops, dad shorts, and mini skirts for less than online, or vintage tees and beach shorts for a weekend getaway. With all the styles to choose from, there's a yes around every corner. Because saving money and looking good is what you do. It's a yes for you and your bank account. Hit up Ross for your certified yes for me moment. In a fast-paced world, every day brings new challenges and new opportunities. At Strayer University, we know a thing or two about getting and staying ahead of change. For over 130 years, we've been providing students like you with innovative tools and customized support. So you can find your way forward and always keep striving. Visit Strayer.edu to learn more. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV and has many campuses, including at 2121 15th Street North in Arlington, Virginia. Hey there. In this episode, I'm going to dive into a question that I've been getting quite a bit as I have shared bits and pieces into my journey to a clean lifestyle and really swapping out products and changing how I eat and working with functional doctors and just making some adjustments to really supporting my body and endocrine system and learning what my body needs and giving it what it needs after not only seeing my body give and send me some smoke alarms or some signals that something may be a little bit off from cystic acne that I had for several years as an adult, chronic cystic acne, another skin condition called tinea versicolor, as well as chronic bloating. Those were some symptoms that I had for a while and just kind of lived with because they weren't totally disrupting my life. But then when I went through two devastating losses back to back, it really jolted me to not only make changes or reduce things that may, you know, be putting some toxins into my environment or my body, but really commit to a full lifestyle change. And it's been a journey. I feel like I'm still in the middle of it. It's a process. I learn more every day. And I'm really kind of in the middle of it myself. But as I've shared bits and pieces into what I've learned, I've actually, there's an episode, episode 129, where I share an update on some of the testing that I've had done and things like that. If you're interested more on the family building side, that's where I talk a little bit on the journey to motherhood. And then episode 132 is a recent episode that we did um, really on how we can start building a healthier home, some great resources and places to start. But as I've shared not only those things, but also bits and pieces into my journey online and on social media, Many of you guys have reached out and asked, what does this look like from a financial standpoint? And how could I do this on a budget? Or how could I make and begin to make some of these changes on a budget? How can I begin to work this into my life if I don't have, you know, tons and tons of cash just sitting there to all of a sudden put into my wellness fund, which most of us don't. We have to make adjustments and we have to reallocate money and find ways to make this work and take the steps that we can take one at a time. And so I'm going to dive into that part of this journey a little bit today in this episode and give you a little bit of an overview of not only the changes I've made, but also some different ideas or ways that you could get started how you could really pursue doing some of these things on a budget and what you need to know from a financial perspective. So let's dive into it. You're listening to She with Jordan Lee Dooley, a personal development podcast for the everyday woman. Come invited, leave ignited. Here's your host, Jordan Lee Dooley. So let me give you a quick overview of some of the things that I've really overhauled or changed. And I'm not going to get too much into the story itself, but I'll just kind of do a quick debrief. So I have, over the last several months, almost pretty much all of 2020, it's been a process. I actually started this process much more seriously 
toward like it was really I started working with a functional doctor in February, which was between my losses. I had a loss in January and then I got pregnant again in March and ended up losing that baby in June, which was really hard because that was a later miscarriage and carried that baby much longer. And so, I mean, both were really hard in their own way. But that one really was a harder recovery journey, like from a from a physical healing standpoint. And I had started to try to make some changes once I started working with a functional doctor and he basically showed me my lab results and he was like, it looks like you might have some inflammation in your body and your gut, you know, we let's clean up your gut. You've got some irritation going on there. And so I basically learned about inflammatory foods from that and cut out or drastically reduced most of those, including dairy, gluten, refined sugar, caffeine, alcohol, soy, and processed food. So I know that sounds like pretty much everything besides carrots. And that's kind of how it felt, honestly, at first. And so all I knew to do, because I didn't feel super well-equipped on, okay, I know I need to cut these things out, or I should for a little while as I'm trying to reduce inflammation in my body and reduce, you know, and and heal my gut. um, I felt really confused as to how I was going to move forward in that because it felt like such a drastic change. And so I would buy things like gluten-free bagels or gluten-free crackers, and that's fine. Like, there's nothing wrong with that. But that was kind of all the only change I made. It's like I just went from eating regular crackers to eating gluten-free crackers or whatever. Um, And then when I ended up losing the second pregnancy after, you know, trying to implement those changes, not only before pregnancy, but during it when you're nauseous the whole time and all you want is like, I don't know, bread and crackers, regular bread and crackers – when I ended up losing that baby, I remember just feeling mad and thinking like, this is bogus. This stuff doesn't work. These This health change stuff is just all bananas. Like this is all bogus. And I was really mad. And for a few weeks, I was just kind of like, whatever. And I ate anything. I ate bagels and I drank wine and I just took my, I was, cause I had lived for like two and a half months. I was being so restricted. No, like four months. I was being so restrictive, trying to, you know, make sure I didn't hurt my baby by eating a bagel or whatever. And I was like living in this toxic mindset. And then I was really mad when I felt like it didn't work. And I think what hit me about a month or so, maybe close to two months after that loss, I had this big realization after talking to some friends and I actually spoke with somebody who specializes in this kind of stuff. Um, My functional doctor did too, but we didn't talk so much about the nutrition side of things other than, I mean, we did, but I just, for whatever reason, it didn't click with me till I had some other conversations and I realized wait a second, I don't think I'm like nourishing my body. Like I don't feel well equipped. I'm like, what should I be eating every meal, every, you know, every day? I just know what I shouldn't be eating. And I think I had gotten so focused on that that I really didn't feel or I really hadn't focused on supporting my body, understanding what it needs, understanding how to support my endocrine system, what types of food it's going to thrive off of, how to heal it with food. That all just, all I knew was like cut these things out because they're causing inflammation. And that kind of mindset I think can really cause a really unhealthy and toxic approach to food. And it can be, we can start putting foods into categories of like, that's bad, that's bad. And there are certainly things that can be more harmful or more disruptive to our hormonal system and our endocrine system that I've since learned. But when we're just like, no, I don't eat gluten, I have to do this. Like we almost can live in such a way that we're not living, you know? And so, especially when we don't, we're not replacing anything that we're cutting out with really whole nourishing foods and life and a lifestyle that really supports what our body needs. So when I had this big epiphany, I ran it by my functional doctor. I think he was kind of like, yeah, that's what I've been trying to say. But for whatever reason, it just wasn't clicking for me until it was said in a different way and by someone else. And so we walked through what it looks like to focus on, okay, let's just not eat, like let's not, or let's make sure we're eating a lot of foods and nourishing my body every single day with 
foods that don't naturally have inflammatory prop like properties in them anyways. You know what I mean? Like instead of just replacing gluten-free crackers with or gluten cra- or crackers with gluten-free crackers, maybe we try to say, "Hey, let's have a sweet potato and, you know, a pe- a really like nourishing piece of protein." You know? So, anyways, I started to kind of get this like full picture of how this was supposed to look and be able to do it consistently when not only did I have that realization and talk to my functional doctor about it, but also when I read the book Woman Code. Um, and that is actually where from a budgeting standpoint, as we talk about how to do this on a budget, um, that is actually where I would recommend you start is with some resources that are like 10 bucks, like this book Woman Code, something that can help you walk through and learn more about your endocrine system, learn more about how your female body works, learn more about how our systems and our hormones really work together. These are things that I felt like I never learned in health class. Like, yeah, I learned about the nucleus of a cell and I learned how to dissect a frog, but I didn't necessarily learn about my hormones and what they need and how my endocrine system works and how that works on a cycle and how to best support it with food and lifestyle and and, and exercise, nutrition, all the things. And so when I started realizing and, and evaluating the signals and the symptoms my body had sent me, as well as the really hard things that I went through, um, you know, kind of with this book as a guide, as well as working with this functional doctor, but even just the book itself really helped me from a personal standpoint. I was able to do it on my own time, um, read before bed and start making some of these adjustments to my food and how I was eating. And it was a really great guide. And so if you're like, I don't even know where to start. I can't afford to, you know, hire a doctor right now or we're in a tight spot. I would say start with this book. I think that's a really great place to start. It's a very affordable place to start. Um, Again, one thing I want to highlight, though, before I go too much into some ways to do this and ways to maybe reallocate funds and make this work financially, is I want to make sure that I highlight that, um, well, there's actually two things I want to make sure I highlight. So first thing is take away a blame perspective or a blame mentality. I want to make sure that I don't come across as if I'm saying, you know, oh, I had two losses and it's because I didn't do X, Y, and Z right, and therefore that's what's happened. No. Like, I really think it's important to support our bodies and understand what they need and give them the best, you know, nourishment and healing that we can with our lifestyle and our food and things like that. But let's not shame ourselves or think like, gosh, I was really screwing up and this caused this. I think that's a really unhealthy, toxic, and untrue mindset. Um, Secondly, I want to say this because I think this was a big realization for me. In the past, when my body was sending me some signals like cystic acne or um, chronic bloating, some of these things that were just annoying and inconveniences, but they weren't really or didn't seem to be drastically affecting my life, I, like I mentioned, would, you know, I've shared this online and stuff, but I would be somewhat inconsistent. I'd be like, okay, maybe I should try cutting out caffeine, do it for two weeks, didn't see any kind of drastic results. And I'd be like, eh, I'm over this. And um, I realized how much my mindset really changed when it suddenly became about more than me. So I think our body, like when it's a vain, when we have a vain motive, like my motive is I want perfectly flawless, clear skin, or I want my skin to be clear. That's not bad. Like don't feel guilty if you're like, I'd like my skin to be clear, please. Like we all want that, right? Like that's fine. But I don't think that was enough for me, if that makes sense. Like when it's just about something like that, like I just want nice skin um, or whatever, 
yes, I had insecurities, but I dealt with unclear skin for several years. And when I needed to, I'd slap some makeup over it and move on with life. And yeah, I had some insecurities and it was annoying and sometimes painful, but it wasn't like life altering, stop you in your tracks. You must do something about this, right? It was just like, this is just annoying and kind of insecure. Well, when I went through the losses, I began to think, I wonder if there's a link between what's been going on with my skin and what may be going on here um, and what my body may be trying to tell me. And that's when suddenly it clicked for me. It's like, it's not merely just about skin or about flawless skin or myself or my own conveniences. This journey is, and, and, and investing in my health and doing these things, when it became about my babies, when it became about my family, when it became about the future of my family, when it became about like so much more than just me, suddenly I had the motivation not to just stick to the rules because I can play by the rules and I can be pretty disciplined, but to actually say, I'm going to put the extra effort forth that it takes and the, and the extra resources forth that it takes to really invest in this, to really um, not just remove things or follow rules, but instead really learn and learn how to nourish and learn how to support and make these steps and these strides little by little and be consistent and, and, you know, stick with it. So I share that because even if you're not trying to build your family or that hasn't been the same, you know, your story hasn't been anything similar, if you notice that your body's sending you signals or you want to try to make some of these changes, it's, it may be, you may find that it's hard to stick to if it's merely for yourself, if it's merely for the reason of, well, I just want to look, you know, I want to feel better in a bathing suit or I want to have clear skin or nothing wrong with that. Those are great motives, but start thinking about this on a deeper level. Like how could also maybe some of these changes affect your future family? Even if you're not in a season where you're trying to build your family and you're like, that's not for another 10 years, fine, you know? Or how could this affect your relationships? Like this is a big thing that she talks about in that book, Woman Code, I mentioned is, you know, when we're crabby and overwhelmed and, you know, exhausted and fatigued and we're showing up to relationship, um, whether that's with our spouse or our friends or our kids or whatever, we're not showing up well and not able to serve them well. If our hormones are all out of whack and our bodies are operating on empty or, you know, we have pain or insecurity, like that can affect our relationships. It can affect the way we show up and do our jobs or build our businesses. Um, And so even if you're not trying to have a baby anytime soon, I want you to think about maybe how could some of these changes and as you maybe think about removing some hormone disruptors in your product lines or really nourishing your body with whole and healthy foods or being intentional about prioritizing sleep, start start shifting your mindset from like, this is selfish to, wait, this is an investment into the things that allow me to be selfless, like spending time and being available for the people in my life that need me or, you know, maybe my body as a vessel when I, when I want to try to have kids. So I think that mindset and that experience, unfortunately, it really took to, took walking through hell and me realizing how connected all this stuff is and how it takes the work, like doing the work is part of the investment into something so much more than myself. And it's not just this vain, uptight, high maintenance thing, because I genuinely used to think that I'm like, man, all those gluten-free folks who have to ask a million questions at a restaurant and, you know, just won't eat the dang chips. Like they're so high maintenance. Like I used to kind of think that I think in my brain. And I admit that because I think we worry like, am I going to come across as selfish if I'm, you know, trying to prioritize these things? Or am I going to come across as uh, bougie if I'm getting extra care um, for my body or whatever? So all that said, I think is it really clicked for me and I was able to stick with it and also take it more seriously when I realized and it all clicked into my brain of like, this is about so much more than my skin or having a, you know, 
having clear skin or feeling flat, like my belly's flat or any of these more vain things. It's actually about stewarding and taking care of my endocrine system and being able to be the best business owner and leader and wife and mom that I can possibly be. And so all of that said, I just want to start with that kind of mindset and those truths entering into this conversation. And then from there, let's just snowball right into some tips for budgeting for it if you want to make any of these changes. Again, you don't have to do them all. My first point is actually that I wanted to make sure I highlight, I didn't do this all at once. Like, have I done it relatively quickly compared to maybe other people's processes? Potentially. Like, it's been in the last six to 12 months. But I also find myself in a really weird, painful season that feels like there's a void um, where I should be mothering and I had prepared and planned and created space to mother a child. And right now I feel empty handed and I'm instead learning how to have to mother myself, kind of, if that makes sense. And so anyways, still, I didn't do it all at once. I started with making changes to the type of food I was buying and budgeting for so that I could buy organic and buy more health, like whole holistic food you know, nourishing foods. Um, And then I began to be a little bit more intentional with how I was eating and cooking at home. So this did make my grocery bill go up a little bit. But again, I didn't do it all at once. I felt I started first with the functional doctor. And then I read this book, Woman Code, and I began to shop accordingly and made some adjustments in the budget to be able to support those expenses. Then the other thing I want to say is highlighting this again, a lot of this can be done affordably. It, it does not cost anything to make sure. I mean, it might cost some of your time, you know, to, but it doesn't cost you anything to say, okay, I'm going to make sure that I have consistent routines so that I get a full eight hours of sleep at night. It doesn't cost a whole lot to say, I'm going to make sure I sweat a little bit each day, do a jog, do at home workout. Like you don't have to go pay for a fancy membership somewhere. That could be something just to, you know, you can you can do a lot of this affordably and you can start with something as simple as a resource to educate yourself, such as that book. Maybe you spend $10 on the book and make just some changes to how you're sleeping and how you're moving your body and maybe your grocery bill. And just start with that for two to three months. Get used to it. Get used to budgeting and and supporting that lifestyle with your budget that way. And then you can add in more things, okay? I want to give you a couple tips on how you could save money when it comes to groceries or how you could really maximize um, and get the most bang for your buck. But before I do, I want to make sure that I share about today's sponsor. Liberty University is sponsoring today's episode. And as we talk about budgeting and utilizing our resources to cultivate the lifestyle we really want to be able to live, it just it's such a perfect thing to share about right now because as you're listening to this and as we're discussing this, if you find yourself in a season of maybe wanting to make a career change or trying to find a career that will be able to support the kind of lifestyle that you want to create from a wellness standpoint and just a family and life standpoint, um, or just a more fulfilling career or a career that really fits your lifestyle, and you're thinking about, you know, do I need to go back to school for that? Where do I want to start? Liberty would be a great place to check out. They not only have a great residential program if you find yourself in that season of life where you can go off to college, but they also have a great and really robust online program. It's been ranked really high among a lot of the you know, online programs and online universities that exist in the US. But also, you know, it's incredibly robust. They have over 100,000 online students. They've really built this out well. As someone who's been on the business school or the School of Business Advisory Board, I've been able to kind of learn a little bit behind the scenes and see just how robust and how well done this online program is. And so if you're looking for a biblically-based education that could give you further uh, training or certification to find a a career that really fits your lifestyle, or make that career change and find a more fulfilling career that would allow you to make a greater impact or make a bigger income or both, um, or just find something 
something that really fits your lifestyle more, this would be a great place to start, especially if you're considering going back to school So or going to school. I always try to remember, I always talk from my perspective of like, I would have to go back to school. But some of you may be in that season where you're like, I just, I need to figure out what I want to do education-wise. So this would be a great resource for you. Check it out. Go to liberty.edu slash she to learn more about applying and what it might look like to become a student and really start pursuing a career that fits your lifestyle. All right. Now back to what I was saying. <laughs> One thing to consider is if you shop at some somewhere like Whole Foods, if that's a place you'd like to shop, it definitely is more expensive for, you know, organic groceries and whatnot there. Um, One option is there's an alternative. Trader Joe's is a great alternative. They usually have a lot of great organic options, um, but at a better price point. And if you do shop at Whole Foods, which I actually really like to shop at Whole Foods, but I try to mix it up so that I'm not totally breaking the bank. But if you shop at Whole Foods, take advantage of the Whole Foods partnership with Amazon. You'll get discounts when you shop. They just like scan the, there's like a QR code in your Amazon app for Whole Foods. And they'll scan that and you'll get some money off. Also, try to plan meals based on what's already in your fridge or your pantry. So if you've got sweet potatoes sitting there, then think about, okay, how could I plan at least one to two meals this week around sweet potatoes? Maybe I'll have a lunch with it and just pair it with a protein and some greens um, rather than buying a bunch of other extra sides. So that's just a thought. Um, Also shop with a calculator. If you're on a really tight budget or you really wanna make sure that you're not overspending, but this is a priority for you, go do your produce shopping and shop for your groceries with a calculator so that you can maybe even compare like, okay, these lemons cost 68 cents and these lemons cost 72 cents. So you're even marginally, if you're shopping with a calculator and you're kind of using up the room in your financial bucket as you shop, you can actually like make certain choices and make certain selections based on what your calculator or your financial bucket is showing you versus just whatever's quickest to grab. So that is a helpful tool. Also, you can look into buying in bulk online. There's a bunch of different resources. We highlighted these in episode 132, but a couple of ones to look into would be Vitacost, um, Misfits Market, Azure Standard, A-Z-U-R-E, and Vital Choice, which is fresh caught and flash frozen seafood. Um, And then another option would be something like Sunbasket. This is especially helpful if you are on a budget and living a very busy lifestyle and you find that you're just like picking up food because you're rushing home or your evenings are really full. I love Sunbasket. A friend of ours kind of rallied a bunch of our community when we first, or the first month after we went through our second loss. And they they subscribed us to this for four weeks. And so we were getting meals delivered to our house. They are basically, Sunbasket has some really great options when it comes to like organic, organically sourced food and, and just some better options than there's, I mean, there's a lot of options and meal delivery services like this. But what I like about Sunbasket is that they have a lot of organically sourced um, produce and, and meats and proteins. But we really loved this because we were in a season where we were just in shock. We didn't really care. Like that whole first month, pretty much after my second loss, I was just like, whatever, give me the bagels, give me the wine. I don't care. Um, That sounds really bad, but it just was like, I just didn't care. Like I didn't care about sitting there and thinking about my nutrition a whole lot. I kind of just got off the rails. Um, And it was because I had been living that really restrictive lifestyle. But something like Sunbasket actually really helped me ease into um, kind of cooking for myself again and learning how to pair flavors together and having, you know, organic options that didn't have gluten or high levels of sugar and just wasn't highly processed or anything. 
a lot of just whole, I mean, it was just teaching me how to pair this type of vegetable with this type of vegetable and how you could use, you know, something like pears to really add flavor to a bowl or use certain spices to add flavor to a dish. And what I really liked about it is that there was no waste. Um, That was one of the issues that I always felt like with grocery shopping is I would buy the healthy foods, but then I would find either I wouldn't buy enough or I'd buy too much for the meals that I was planning on making. And then I'd have stuff go to waste. And then I felt like I was wasting money and not being a good steward. So one thing I really that this really taught me was like actually understanding portions and what I really need, how to pair flavors together. And it all came pre pre-packaged, I guess. Like it just basically gave you exactly what you needed and just the instructions to put it all, you know, cut it up and put it all together in a big stir fry pan or something like that. And so it was just it made cooking really easy. It was a lot easier than trying to think of all the ingredients and buy all the ingredients and portion them all out and, you know, put them all together and dice them all up. Like a lot of it was just ready to go. It was just a matter of preparing and putting it in and putting it together. So all of that said, they're not sponsors for the podcast. Like I'm not getting paid to say this. I just genuinely really liked it. So Matt and I subscribed for a few more months after that, where we were still kind of learning to adopt this lifestyle and learn to cook most of our lunches and meals. Because a lot of times we would go work at a coffee shop and then we just grab, you know, lunch wherever we could find lunch. So learning to prepare this stuff ahead of time and do this, like we had kind of gotten into the habit of it. We used to cook a lot more and then we got into such a busy lifestyle that we were on the go so much that we just kind of got away from it. And so it helped me ease back in, especially in a season of grief where I didn't have a whole lot of motivation to do any of this kind of stuff. And from a pricing standpoint, I believe, let's see, I think we did four meals a week. I did this for about two extra months after they subscribed us until I really felt like I got the hang of it and like I didn't necessarily need pre pre-prepared stuff. Um, but I think for about four, four dinners a week, I think it was $80 a week, which may seem like a lot, but then you do the math on that and you break it down. No waste, no wasted ingredients. You use everything that you have. Um, and that's about $10 a person per meal. So if you're going to eat out a lot anyway, or pick up carry out, you're going to spend more than that, you know? So anyways, that was a really great alternative and option, especially for evenings where we just were kind of tired or still busy or walking through grief and just feeling like, okay, great, let's throw a sun basket meal together in 20 minutes and know we're getting high quality nutritious food. So that's an option. Another way to save would be, this is small, but it's just another way you can be a a steward as you're doing this is to wash your own greens. I recently learned that buying pre-washed greens is a little bit more expensive. So that's just another one of those little adjustments you can make as you're shopping. Now, moving away from groceries and nutrition and talking a little bit more about products, um, you know, switching to clean products can be pricey. They're usually, you know, I don't know why it is. You'd think the ones that have way more chemicals and toxins in them would be less or would be more expensive, but it's the other way around. So one thing I would recommend doing to do this on a budget is to start with just one product at a time. I remember when I first started swapping products, it was even before I went through losses, but I didn't really do like a full overhaul. Um, I think the first product I swapped was deodorant. Um, I switched to Primally Pure. I tried a couple different ones and I ended up liking Primally Pure the most. And really just started with one product at a time. And then eventually, especially after my losses, I started to add in more. So then I did makeup and then skincare. And I really focused on the things that went on my body first. And then I started doing household products like counter cleaners and detergents and, you know, soaps and things like that. But makeup and skincare and deodorant, things that were going to live on my skin for a while, that's what I really started with. Shampoos, things like that. So now I make our own counter cleaner for the most part. We use like Thieves essential oil and pair it with water and just make it, put it in like a spray bottle. Sometimes I add a little vinegar to it as well, but that's been a great counter cleaner and it just like gets the job done um, in a way like it, it works. And 
Thieves is apparently known to be a pretty um, solid cleaning agent. So that's one thing that we've done. But just start with one product at a time from a financial standpoint. You don't need to overall overhaul all your products and spend you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars. <laughs> it wouldn't cost that much, but you don't need to spend hundreds of hundreds or thousands of dollars trying to do it all at once. You can do it little by little, one product at a time. And if you want a great resource to even begin looking for, if you're like, okay, I want to change out two or three products right now because I'm running low on X, Y, and Z, but I don't even know what products to look for. Um, one great resource would not only be the episode 132 that I mentioned, but also there's an Instagram account called I Read Labels For You, and she helps you understand what labels are saying and what the actual chemicals are that they're listed because most of them we can't pronounce and what the actual risk is. So there are some apps like Think Dirty and I believe one is EWG. Um, I recently learned that Think Dirty was bought out by a bigger company or potentially I, I think it was bought out. That's what I was told by someone. So do some research on that because usually when great resources like that get bought out, sometimes the information isn't as reliable. So I read labels for you is great because she's able to say like, hey, here's some great makeup options versus here's some ones that you want to probably avoid. So that would be helpful if you're trying to figure out where to start with products, as well as you can then research their pricing by because a lot of these you have to buy online, unfortunately. It's the one annoying part of this whole thing. But you can cross compare and say, okay, if these three are the ones that are the best from a toxin standpoint or a toxin-free standpoint, let me compare pricing and see which one's the most affordable. So that would be a way to pursue the product swap journey. It doesn't have to happen all in one day. Hey mom, first things first, thank you. It's my one year anniversary of my decision to say, yes, I need help and yes, I choose me. And that's the miracle. I'm lucky that the strongest person I know is my own mother. Love you mom, Maxwell. Be that strong person who makes the difference. If your loved one is struggling with drugs and alcohol, reach out to Karen. For a different kind of addiction treatment, visit caron.org lost. With two little kids, I do most of my shopping online now, but it can be so hard to shop for things like clothes online because I never know if I'm getting good quality until it arrives. The game changer, upgrading to high quality, affordable pieces from Quince. Now I have luxury essentials that transition from one occasion to the next, and I stayed on budget. Quince has so many options to choose from, like 100% Mongolian cashmere sweaters for $50, organic cotton sweaters, washable silk tops, and timeless 14 karat gold jewelry. The best part? All Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. One of my favorite items from Quince is the silk pajamas I got. They are so high quality, a luxury pajamas, but not at a luxury price tag. And I just feel like they don't even compare to some of the other pajamas that I have bought online or that I've bought um, just at various different stores. And like, these are incredible. <laughs> Indulge in affordable luxury by going to quince.com slash she for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's quince.com slash she to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash she. You can make money the hard way becoming a bullfighter or save money the easy way with Xfinity Mobile. It sure beats making money as a human cannonball. Now through March 21st, learn how existing Xfinity customers can get a free line of unlimited intro for a year when they buy one unlimited line. 
That's hundreds of dollars in savings on your wireless bill. Visit XfinityMobile.com today. Restrictions apply. Xfinity Mobile requires Xfinity Internet. Reduced speeds after 20 gigabytes of usage per line. Data thresholds may vary. Thrive Market is a go-to for all your grocery and household essentials, and the convenience of getting everything online then quickly shipped to your doorstep is a huge time saver. Thrive Market carries brands with the highest quality ingredients and sourcing methods. They restrict hundreds of ingredients across their food and cleaning categories, and you can use their on-site filters to suit your lifestyle needs. Whether you're looking for organic kid snacks, low-sugar alternatives, or gluten-free pantry essentials, you can curate your own shopping experience with just a few clicks. And when you shop Thrive Market, you are also helping a family in need with their one-for-one one membership matching program. You join and they give. I use Thrive Market every single month. I get our dish detergent, dish soap, and various other just basic household essentials that are low-tox and non-tox ingredients. And it is the easiest way to get all of my favorite clean items sent right to my door at an affordable price, I should add. Join in on the savings with Thrive Market today and get 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. Go to thrivemarket.com slash she for 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. That's T-H-R-I-V-E market.com slash she. Thrivemarket.com slash she. A couple other things. I've worked with some practitioners and whatnot. Dietitian and functional doctor, again, did not start with either of these at the same time. I first started with a functional doctor and it wasn't until October. So I started with the functional doctor in February. It wasn't until October. So however many months later that is, that I added a dietitian into the mix just for more accountability and things like that. So all that said, a lot of those, like a lot of dietitians and a lot of functional doctors don't take insurance or insurance doesn't cover. So this would be something to consider if you want to add it in. Again, it may be something to budget or save for. It may be something to look ahead and say, okay, in three months, I want to do that. So what can I be doing these next three months to prepare for that? Or I want to do that in six months. What could I do in the next six months to start you know, allocating money and saving for that so that I can afford to hire someone like that? If you are curious about learning a little bit more about functional or integrative medicine, episode 117 of the podcast on advocating for your health is a great place to start to learn more about what that even is. Um, That's not what this episode's necessarily about, but that we do have one that would be helpful. So episode 117, if you want to learn about that. Um, Another thing that I added in recently to my um, regimen just within the last month or so is chiropractic care. And I learned a lot about chiropractic care and how that can actually affect, I mean, your spinal cord runs through your vertebrae. So if you have compression in your vertebrae, it can basically kink the hose in your spine, right? Which can, which basically takes messages from your brain to your organs. So it can affect things like your reproductive organs or things like your thyroid that ma- that manages and regulates your hormones, which I never understood before. I always thought you just went to the chiropractor and I was like, how is cracking your back going to have any effect on your overall health? And now I understand how. So without getting into a ton on chiropractic care, um, that's not what this episode's about, but I've really learned how beneficial it can be and how I've heard success story after success story of women who've miscarried or struggled to carry pregnancies or struggled to get pregnant, um, which are two different issues, but I won't get on a soapbox about that. Either way, women who've experienced issues in that department um, have had a lot of success stories when it comes to regulating thyroid, regulating hormones, not only with nutrition and lifestyle, but also with adding in chiropractic care and how that can affect everything in your body, which is really interesting. So that's one kind of more holistic care piece that I've added into my regimen, as well as trying to reduce stress, not only with you know regular sleep and routines in our life, but also with just some stress-relieving activities, such as getting 
massages somewhat regularly. So one way we made this a little bit more affordable, both these things. One, most um, insurance will cover chiropractic care. So check in with your insurance to see if that's something that will get covered. We have more of like a MediShare option because we're both self-employed. And so the way it works for us is we pay the bill, but then we can send the bill to our insurance or our MediShare, and then they will reimburse. So That is one way to go about that when it comes to something like chiropractic care or any of those holistic type cares. And then massages, the way we found to make this a little bit more affordable was by signing up for a monthly membership so that rather than paying full price for each massage, which would be a lot, um, we actually get a pretty big discount on each massage. I think it's like half off or 40% off or something. So even with the monthly member fee, if we get at least two massages a month, we end up paying less. So if as a family, I get two and Matt gets one, it makes it really worth it and we save money. So that's a option to consider if you want to do anything like that or add that into your regimen from, from a stress management and kind of muscle relief standpoint. Okay. So a couple other things I want to say a little bit more tactfully? No, that's not the word. Practically, maybe is the word I'm looking for. But just some specific ways that you could really pursue doing this on a budget in addition to taking small steps and doing what you can where you are um, and finding some, you know, different ways to save as you shop or as you add in holistic care or, you know, research insurance. Other things to think about is how you could be saving and reallocating funds to really kind of fund and support your wellness fund is kind of how I look at it. So this sounds a little extreme and I wanna make sure I preface, like this is not the only reason why, but when we moved into our home a couple years ago, we moved into an older home that sits on a lot of property with the mindset of, oh my gosh, this is gonna be a huge property that our like future kids can run around and play with and or play on. And we're gonna do all of these home projects. And this is gonna be like our Joanna Gaines, you know, Chip and Joe kind of house. Which sounds awesome when you haven't gone through anything like this, but once we went through what we went through, our mindset began to shift and our priorities began to shift. And this, you know, a house like that comes with a lot of maintenance. It comes with some big expenses to, I mean, we renovated a couple bathrooms and did some projects and those took longer than we anticipated. There were a lot of expenses associated with it that we didn't, you know, it it was expensive. It was a, a time commitment. And we were like, okay, um maybe that's not where we should be putting our money right now. Like maybe we should be putting it toward these other things that we're realizing are a, big, a, a, a priority for us a lot more in this season. Maybe we can do the, you know, home on a lot of land with all the cool renovations in 10 years or whatever. Like maybe that's just not the season for this right now. And so we had to kind of look at um, some of it from a practical standpoint. There were other reasons too, but we decided, you know what, let's simplify. Let's. So we we sold our house. We literally left our house, which you might not want to do for the sake of this kind of journey. And again, it wasn't the only reason we did, but it was certainly part of the discussion um, of, okay, how could we you know, maybe reduce our mortgage payment and reduce our maintenance expenses and some of the looming expenses that are going to be required if we stay here? There was a lot of updates that needed to be made and things that needed to be done. And so we decided, you know what, let's let's actually simplify our lives right now. Let's figure out how we could actually reallocate some of the money that we're putting into all these maintenance things and maintenance projects and updates to maybe instead put into a smaller monthly mortgage and reduce that. We actually considered even just refinancing, which would have saved a few hundred dollars a month. But either way, you know, it's like, okay, we're going to find ways to reallocate funds and um, be able to use our money and utilize it for this purpose because it is a top priority for us. So all that said, I, I'm not suggesting that you just up and move and leave your house. That's I know it sound, can sound pretty extreme. 
But what I am suggesting is that you look at what are your current expenses and what are you, what's your money currently going toward? That's why it's really helpful to have a full picture of what you're really spending every month um, and say, okay, where could I reduce or could I refinance? Could I, you know, negotiate a little bit more on this expense that I have? Could I cancel this membership? Could I eat out three times less a month? Like what are a few things that I could do to reallocate the funds that are there to put toward my wellness fund and this journey that I want to go on or to put toward things that I really am starting to value more, such as non-toxic products or, you know, more nutritious foods. And what does that look like? So that's one way to kind of do this on a budget. It's not that you have to blow your budget and it's not that you have to spend an arm and a leg, but it may be that you adjust your budget or that you make some adjustments to your lifestyle and say, okay, maybe it isn't the season to do what I thought I was going to be doing right now or to travel this much or to renovate my house or whatever, maybe more costly things are on your plate and say, I actually am going to focus it in on this because this is a priority to me due to X, Y, and Z, right? That was kind of the conversation we had. So it was certainly a factor and influenced the decision to say, we're going to simplify and have a lot less yard to maintain and a newer home that doesn't require so many updates so quickly and that we can, that will allow us to put our money toward these other priorities. So, you know, for you, this may look like, could you travel us? Could you cut back on eating out? Could you cancel Netflix? I think we should all cancel Netflix and I could get on a soapbox about that, but I won't. So I just, I, I would encourage you to think about, you know, What's one expense that you could maybe reduce or alter or make adjustments to um, so that you could maybe add in these other things that are now or potentially could become a priority for you in the near future? So another thing I would say too, in addition to reallocating and thinking through that, would be consider new streams of income and ways that you could earn extra cash each month to put toward your wellness fund. I don't want this to be something that's going to take you 40 hours a month or whatever, 40 hours a week, um, but just something that you could do on the side, maybe two Saturdays a month or occasionally here and there that you could take the cash you earn and put it toward a wellness fund. Honestly, this is one of the reasons I'm so passionate about helping women start small businesses because I think sometimes like, like to me, my goal here isn't to make a bunch of women who want to, you know, wear high heels and be eight-figure entrepreneurs and CEO boss babes, you know, in Silicon Valley. Like, no, not interested in that. I mean, that's cool that that's what you want to do. But I think I look at it like, hey, how can I empower you to find ways to increase your income to be able to invest in these types of things, to be able to have more time with your family, like to do these things and build the lifestyle that you actually want. So Anyways, I just look at it like business education isn't so much about, I think, sometimes the way we interpret it. It's even for me just about equipping and empowering you in these areas. If you feel like I don't have extra room in the budget, like even if I reallocated things, it's just not there. Then the next question becomes, cool. So how do we create new streams of income? And let's talk about that. You know, and I think we can sometimes get so stuck in our minds of like, I don't have the money. And it's, or, or I don't have the time and I don't have the money. And so then it becomes, okay, now how do you re- reallocate your time, right? So a question that I often ask myself is, okay, where do I want to grow, right? Because we only have so much capacity, not only in our time, but also in our emotions and in our finances. And so the question, I think, as things pop up and we realize that they're a priority for us for one reason or another, we begin to ask, we have to ask the question of, what do I want to grow? And what can I let go in order to facilitate that growth, right? Can I let go, let go of the Netflix account to, you know, invest in a clean product or whatever that looks like every month? In the same way, I think this can apply to our time too. And we can say, how could I free up some time? Maybe I don't do three volunteer like activities. Maybe I only do one. And I spend the other time 
building a small business or doing something to earn extra income on the side to add to my monthly income so that I can afford these things, not for the vain purpose of being selfish and bougie and all that, but to actually invest in my health and then therefore be able to better bless those in my life, okay? So look at yourself kind of as a pipeline, not a bucket, not only when it comes to money, but also when it comes to how you're taking care of your health. It's not just so that you can sit there and like live in luxury. It's so that you can show up as the best person in your job, the best mom, the best wife, the best friend that you can be rather than being fatigued by all your emotions or your hormones and all the things. So with that said, instead of feeling crappy, you know, how do we prioritize this? So if you're looking at it, you're like, okay, the room in the budget that I current, like my current income, there's just not going to be a whole lot of room to facilitate this or to justify it. Then the question, then the next thing is, okay, how do we create some time in your schedule or some margin so that you can earn some extra income on the side to be able to at least give your body some of the nourishment that it needs. So that might look like, I'm going to give you a ton of ideas, but that could look like, you know, buying and flipping furniture and selling it on Craigslist or Etsy, um, selling products on Etsy or starting a drop shipping business. It could look like selling digital products on a place like Creative Market or selling services on Fiverr or Upwork. You could sell VA services or bookkeeping or web design. It could look like babysitting, house sitting or dog sitting. You could use care.com to get started. Um, it could look like tutoring over Skype. Or if you're handy, you could take those skills and turn them into cash with new projects coming through like a, a resource like Home Advisor. Every two seconds, I think they've got new listings. There's really something that you could probably find there, whether it's painting or cleaning houses or larger products like fence installations, if you want to do something like that. I wouldn't want to do something like that. But if you have the skills to do that, like, why not? You know, so Home Advisor is a great resource for that. And it can set you up, set you up with a like a profile and then connect you to potential customers if you're handy and like to do labor like that. Um, other things you could do would be delivering food, DoorDash, Uber Eats, etc. You could sell items, old items that you have, old furniture, etc. on Craigslist or Facebook Marketplace. You could sell old clothes or accessories on Poshmark. You could recycle old smartphones on Gazelle. You could manage social media for small businesses. You could write an ebook. But when I say write an ebook, I don't mean like write your story or a memoir or anything like that. I usually would say look at writing an ebook as a tool. Like unless you're a celebrity or you have a huge fan base of people who just want to hear everything about your life or want to hear an inspiring story. If you're going to write an ebook to try to make money off of it and you don't have a big audience to sell it to or anything, I would recommend making it something that is a tool that's like a guidebook or a process or a system or a step or step-by-step on how to do something. You could participate in marketing focus groups. Uh, Marketing companies are always holding focus groups to study consumers' responses to products and services and advertisements. And so you could participate in studies, you know, if you can or if you have the time, I would look into something like that. You don't need any special training to do it. You could become a personal shopper. You could become a freelance article writer by writing articles for other people. You know, if you have a passion for writing, you can help out bloggers or even become a ghost writer for well-known authors. Sites like Freelancer or Upwork um, would allow you to advertise services like that. And then you could also write resumes. So if you're good at writing resumes, you could use resources like LinkedIn and other professional sites like that to advertise your resume writing services. And then do a few for free, get some raving reviews, and then begin to sell that service. These are just some ideas of ways that you could add to your streams of income. But it's either a, we need to reallocate. If you're literally like sitting there and you're like, this is a priority for me, I really want to do this. But I have no room in my budget. Even if I allocate these funds, there's only $12 and I can't like do all this stuff off $12. And I just, there's nothing I can do. I just, I can't afford it. Then 
I would just challenge you to think, how can you get creative? How can you think outside the box? You can do it. You are capable of it. You have skills. You can create other streams of income that may require saying, okay, you know what? I can't take on this extra activity that's not paying me right now. That's not selfish. It's not. As long as you don't have this vain approach and you're actually looking at it from the perspective of I'm investing in my future, I'm investing in my family, I'm investing in my, by, by investing in my health, I'm investing in those things. I'm investing in something bigger than me so that I can show up in these spaces to my work, to my relationships, to my future with the best me I can be rather than feeling terrible and fatigued and exhausted or, you know, whatever. I just want to plant that in your mind because I know it can feel so easy to be like, Eh, I'm going to prioritize my health last, right? And then we show up exhausted and fatigued and grumpy to everything in our life, and then we're not serving or doing anything really well. So this really matters for hardworking women, women with goals, women with a heart for service. Like this does matter, not only for somebody who may be experiencing, you know, chronic issues or who may have walked a similar journey to me, but if you find yourself feeling fatigued or exhausted or moody or snappy, like this, it could come down to your health. And I think it's worth looking into. And so there are ways to make it happen. Again, you don't have to do it all at once, but you can get creative. I believe that it's possible for you. And the last thing I just want to say is to shift your mindset. Like I've mentioned over and over, look at this as an investment more than as an expense. It's an investment into your future and your family, your relationships, your work, the calling on your life. Consider what disciplines you might have to adopt to reallocate funds, make this work within your budget, or be able to bring in new streams of income so that you can expand your budget if those things aren't really options. And remember, small changes are better than no changes, and a little bit of progress in the right direction is better than no progress at all. I'd love to hear from you. It makes me so happy to see you tuning into this show. So if you're on Instagram, let me know what your favorite part of the show was by taking a screenshot of the episode you've tuned into and share it on your story. Tag me at Jordan Lee Dooley and tell me what your favorite quote or takeaway from today's show was so that I can see what's helping you and even feature what you share. This keeps me inspired and encouraged to keep creating new content. And it's a great way to share something that your friends might love too. I can't wait to see you in Instagram world, my friend. Thanks for tuning in. To learn more about the She Podcast or to get involved in Jordan's growing community, visit jordanleedooley.com. Thanks for joining in today. Until next time, remain committed to intentional choices that refine your heart, faith, health, and work because your story is much too important to settle for anything less. Sometimes it takes a different approach to help you unlock your true potential. With Capella University's game-changing FlexPath learning format, you gain relevant skills you can apply to your career right away. Earn your degree from an accredited university and be confident in the quality of your education. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu. Capella University is accredited by the Higher Learning Commission. Learn more at capella.edu slash accreditation.